You have tuned into the Hot Takes Podcast with Lawrence Henderson, aka Boss, and special guest. Be ready to be inspired, encouraged, and ready to take action. All right. Welcome back, everyone. This is Lawrence Henderson from Business Operational Support Services, LLC, aka Boss. You see that in the back. And I have the awesome, awesome delight to have Jamar with me today, who is a legacy coach, is rocking the world and connecting the dots for those that she aspires to help transition through those phases of life. But I'll let her get into all that good introduction. So, Jamar, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Um, yeah, as you said, I'm, I'm working as a transition and legacy coach and um, my journey that brought me here was working mostly in the nonprofit sector after working um, in the for-profit sector um, and finding that it, it was so difficult to, to really just make those connections and that, and that change from, from that space. Um, so then it, deciding that, you know, let's just go one person at a time. And as people go through many different changes in life, very, um, they find themselves at a transition point. It's like, okay, how are we going to make this purposeful from here on and, and, and to find that footing and to move you along into creating that legacy yeah. that you want to leave for your life? Wow. That is, uh, that's amazing. So, because Oftentimes when people start thinking about legacy, they think about uh, got to be super old, got to be somebody that's I'm already transitioned in life. I got a couple of gray hairs here and there that uh, mm -hmm. I'm okay with showing to people and not dying. Um, but for you, what does it mean to, to be a legacy coach or a transition coach? You know, it encompasses many areas because you, you will find transitions at any age, at your 20s or, you know, your 30s. Let's say you, you are a parent who just are an empty nester right now or someone who's like toying out with the idea of retirement. What do I do next? Or yes, as a parent, you know, what do I do with my time if you've been a stay-at-home mom this entire time? Or you're in the middle of working and then find yourself for either your own reasons or some other reasons that you're no longer working anymore. You don't like this. Whatever it is that brought you to that point to the, what am I doing and what is next? That is what we explore. And that's what we bring purpose and meaning so that as you're moving forward, you're moving steadfast on it purposefully wow. and really just being proactive in yeah. every step of the way. Yeah. I, that's a, it, you, to me, it, it feels like you keep people grounded in that what's next, right? And, and, I, and I love coaches like you who are able to hold a space because thinking about the time that we're in now, what have been some of the things you've helped clients when it comes to what's next? Because they may have been transitioned involuntarily. Mm -hmm. How have you been working with people in this time? This is a big one, and this is one that's going to come up um, time and time again. Mm -hmm. um, I have uh, plenty of people that I have clients that come and say, you know, their job was their identity, their purpose. Wow. So you find yourself, it's like, what do you do? And as you're sitting there on your furloughs, um, waiting to see if your business will, you know, if the business that you were working in is going to survive or anything, all these questions come up. It's like, what am I going to do next? What should I do next? Wow. Um, 
And there's two ways about it. You can either get really down and depressed about it, or you can see this as the biggest opportunity in your life. Yeah. Okay, you've been given a dead stop. So what is next? What is it that you yeah. dig in your bag of your dreams that you've had since you were little that you put aside because your, the world told you that you needed to do this, that, and the other, yeah. uh, whether it was prescribed by parents, culture, whatever, and you did it automatically. Now let's go dig back into those dreams of yours. Let's yeah. dig them out and then just create that life that you wanted from then on. Oh my gosh, that is that's amazing because I, as someone who transitioned and was steeped in the identity of being in the military, um, that resonates so much with me because nobody had really asked me what I wanted or what did I stand for? How did I see myself outside of that position and that rank or whatever it was because I spent so much time, blood, sweat, and tears, becoming that great military officer that I didn't know what Lawrence looked like outside mm -hmm. of that. And so for you to take that on for someone, because again, not only are people transitioning, whether it's unemployment or whether it's retirement or anything else, but they're, they haven't known themselves for quite some time. And, and you said unearthing and blowing dust off of that dream that they put on the shelf because they were trying to be successful or they wanted to be stable um, in a job. And so what's some of the things that um, you help people with that maybe anxiety is coming up for them? It is that fear, that fear that it's not going to work out. And also bigger than that, funny enough or not funny enough, but is that most of us have, most people that I've talked to have the idea that investing in their wants and dreams mm. is not something that you know it's seen as as something that they they shouldn't be doing it's wow. it's it's not right it's not like you know kind of greedy personal yeah. not of value not really what you should be doing um wow. and just getting past that mental block that why would you not be you know, investing in yourself and trying yeah. to figure out what exactly it is that you want and who exactly you are. What are your values? What do you value the most? And moving from that place of value. Um, and sometimes we put the values of fear mm. as things that drive us. So, you know, has that serving you? Has that served you in the past? Maybe yeah. is it something you want to continue keeping on? If not, let's just remove that value yeah. out of your list of values and then move from there. Yeah. It's a, and, and so those of you who are watching or listening, you now know why me and Jamar are talking, because I, I literally tell people all the time, we need to find out what you believe you stand for, and you need to live and lead from that place. And the things that are not serving you, that are not providing you energy to move past those obstacles and use them as stepping stones you have to shed yourself of those things. And, and, I, and I liken it to, you know, people dragging along that heavy luggage of, you know, somebody telling them they weren't enough and, and, and they carry years of that. And now once they're separated from it, they don't see it as freedom. They try to figure out how to continue to carry that stuff. And you're just like, man, you just got that weight lifted off of you. And like you said, it's a shift in your mindset that, you know what, they just did me a favor. They just released me to go be great. And now for the first time, I, I believe what's really uh, causing people some anxiety is that, man, 
so I really can fly without that extra weight of not being tethered to something that I really wasn't all that geeked up for in the first place. And, and so for you, what's when, when someone shifts in that mindset that, okay, I'm not going to fear doing for me and planning for the future. What are some steps that you begin to take people through once they are there? You know, I like your analogy of dragging that bag because I believe yeah. in that so wholeheartedly. Yeah. And people drag that bag most so many times without even knowing. Wow. Um, the second analogy I have to that is, you know, having your balloon. Like a, you carry your balloon and your balloon mm. are your dreams. Those thoughts are there. Yeah. And what is going to feed them? And then what are the people that are around you or the things that are around you that might pop those balloons, that oh, want wow. to pop those balloons? So how are we going to protect your balloon? from either your thoughts or those thoughts that are going to drain you mm. from stuff that is in the bag or um, other people telling you, you know, why would you be doing that? Um, anything else like that is like, let's protect that balloon and let's yeah. make, fill that balloon up so that you can fill yourself up with success and wow. then individually creating tools. Everyone is different. You can't have a one, one fits all tool. Yeah. Um, but at the bottom line is unloading that bag and filling your balloon. Yeah. I love that because it, it speaks to the balloon being fragile and mm -hmm. something that needs to be protected. And it's like your mind, it's like your emotion. Mm -hmm. It's like you need to give yourself enough grace to protect your peace of mind, to protect your heart, to protect your emotions. And again, those things that have the potential, I love popping the balloon and, and how mm -hmm. fragile that, that thing is and, and how much like we don't build a barrier around our goals because life is always going to happen. And so if you just let your balloon go because uh, your boss called, or something else popped up, something's always going to pop up. That's going to try and pop. I look, I'm going to use it. I'm just going to tell you. It is, now. you know, <laughs> so on a personal point, yeah. I'm even, when I'm talking even to my husband or someone yeah. else that are picking at me, I said, you're popping on my, you're poking on my balloon. Stop. Wow. And it just stops right there. It really allows you to create a boundary and to really tell someone, Stop poking there on my go. dreams. There Stop you poking on something that I believe wholeheartedly, as you yeah. might think from you know a spouse or, or anyone else or yeah. a friend that are doing it because they think it's for your best interest. Yeah, creating those boundaries right there, so yeah. you are protecting that balloon and really saying, yeah. "Do not pop my balloon." That is huge, <laughs> man. Uh, and so, I think it speaks to, um, and I, and I think, and as a, as I'm I'm hearing you. I think there's a, a uh, younger population that has now become your subset as well. Um, and how today's, as we, we get these generational labels, you have mm -hmm. retirees, you have that other generation who are, you know, they're naturally transitioning because of work and, and age, but there's a transition from college to workforce. And there has been a generation of our youth that have been, uh, for lack of a better term, the bubble kids, where parents have protected them and they've provided boundaries and hedges around them. But what that did was it allowed them not to be able to experience anything. And so now when they get to their first job and somebody is popping their balloon, their balloon is literally is skin thin. 
And so it's, I mean, so a word is popping their balloon. Not even somebody mm-hmm. coming into their bubble at all. It's just as somebody speaking something to them is popping the balloon. Yeah. And they're so fragile. And, and when you look at this, this generation, mental health issues are up. Depression is up. Because there's resilience and perseverance that is just something normal for us because of the way we came up. But for this next generation, it was where they presented with opportunities to build that muscle of perseverance and resilience. And so have you been approached by any parents looking for you to be coaches for their transitioning professional? Yes. And that is a big one because yeah. there is, as, as we have information overload, we have opportunity overload where our children have, uh, are, have come up and been brought up, thankfully, with, with so many opportunities and so yeah. many things that you don't know where to go. And as we've protected them and created this bubble, bubble where we guided them yeah. throughout their entire time, now we're no longer there on their own. And we say, okay, now you're on your own. Yeah. And there's no one pushing me exactly to that or talking to the coach or talking to the teachers or, or preparing, you know, your schedule for you. And you don't, and, and you don't even know, and you don't even know yourself. So at the, yeah. at the end of it, more than the muscle of, of resilience is not even having the ability to truly know who you are because yeah. you, you never really were you were never you never took that time or given or either way it doesn't matter that space to really say okay what do you want um what is it that you want to do is this is this where do you want to go um we created um these teenagers and and, uh, my biggest thing is when i sit with one and and so what do you want and they're they're stuck they're dumbfounded they just they have no clue they they're expecting their parents to come from left field yeah. to tell them exactly what they want yeah. well my cindy wanted to do this um <laughs> yeah well and it and it goes to right I, and what comes up for me is is the dad who uh, or the parent who pushes the kid in the sport that they wanted to be good in and it's yeah. the same way with you know the child and i had a buddy he was talking about his kids calendar and I was like, your kids have a calendar. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, he was like, you know, we got, we got band practice. Then we got soccer. Then we got karate. Then we got like, and he was like, our weekends are consumed because one parent is going off to karate and soccer and everything else. The other parent is going off to basketball tournaments. And, uh, and then after that is study time. And, and I was like, dude, I said, when are they going to be kids? I said, I said, when they're going to figure out how to be children and then move through phases of life. Like I get, you're trying to teach them teamwork and all the rest of this stuff I said but but to your point it's they've been whose dream have they been living and then now that they actually had get a say so they're stuck and they're like default button this job doesn't pay enough my friend works over there and they're getting paid this much and I'm gonna jump ship because I still don't know what I want and and to me there are adults at this phase now that are in their 40s and 50s who they worked 20 plus years in a career and they're doing a total shift. And, and, uh, I love the big, the, the book fail fast. And, you know, again, at, at some point we, we all need to get clear around what we want and to be in life. And, um, and to me, I don't believe we ever grow up. Um, I just believe we, we go through these shifts in stages of understanding ourselves. Um, and we get to points where we're gifted and we're skilled and then go after, um, what we believe we're supposed to be in these seasons. And um, I'm super thankful for the time I spent in the military, but it was time. It was time to go. Um, mm-hmm. And when I transitioned, uh, I wish I would have had somebody like you. 
uh, five years ago and when I transitioned out because um, like most people, like like these kids, I, I got told by everybody, like people are going to be lining up out the door wanting to hire you into their organization. And man, if that wasn't further from the truth, I don't know what was. And, but it caused me to, to go into this place where it was self-doubt. Um, it was, you know, identity issues. And, and to your point, just having somebody, having cheerleaders, having people to keep us grounded, um, how important is value work? And, I, and I'm going to circle back to this. Like, how important is it to find what you believe in? It's at the core of who you are. I hear everyone and I've been hearing everyone say, you know, uh, talk about your why, why are you doing this? The problem is if you don't know who you are, sometimes you're doing things and you have no idea why you're doing them. And it, to me, as we go, not only for ourselves, why are we doing this, but why is he doing that? Why is mm. she doing that? Because we, those are values that are being mirrored back to us. So we don't know what those values are that are being triggered. Yeah. We don't know who we are and what ticks us we are going to start asking whys of ourselves and everyone else and create yeah. judgment around everything. Um, so values, it is the number one thing in order to be able to answer what do you want to do with yourself because it informs you everything yeah. about who you are wow. and then moving on into your why and yeah. what. No, I love that. I love it informs you. Mm -hmm. It's yes. uh, and you get clear about Man, that's why that's a thing for me. Bingo. That's why I don't like it. That's yeah. why that triggers me. Yeah. That, <laughs> and then it's like, that's why I love doing that. That's uh -huh. why every time I hear that, I want to be involved in it or I want to mm -hmm. find out more about it. And it's it because it, it's a driver. And, and I often think like um, the aspects of I wanted to be an engineer, right? It's not mm -hmm. that I wanted to be a mechanical engineer, electrical engineer. It's the process in the strategic thinking of an engineer and how you take things apart and you want to understand it. And for me, I want to know how people work. And so I am an, an engineer and talent whisperer in that respect that I want to know what drives people. And once I know what drives you, I could pretty much help hold the space for you to reach your next level of excellence. Because I, I need to know why you're, why you're the way you are today and I have to peel back that onion, right? And, and for, for us as coaches, when you are looking for a client, what are some of the things you're looking for? Uh, I don't know that I'm looking for clients no, as long as, as much as clients, um, are looking for I, I see opportunities in everyone. I, I'm just curious and I love stories. So first thing I ask is of anyone I meet is, is Tell me your story. Tell me about you. Nice. And I love learning about people. And in learning about people, um, people are, if you ask people to talk about their life experience, people, people want to share. And when you create that connection, then you continue asking, so why, why did you do that? Or why did you choose this? And why did you choose that step? And that creates a connection. But, you know, it, a lot of people want to know, what, well, why did I do that? I'm not quite sure. Let's just explore. Or, or that is that is how a client is usually made. Oh, that's become awesome. in, in that relationship. <laughs> yeah. No. And 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 I'm and I and I apologize. I set you up with that no, one. No, and no, I knew no. I knew that's that was good. a I knew it was a layup for you. I knew it was a layup. Right. Because and, and so for for everybody out there who who didn't listen and see that transition, uh, she was like, "Look, I'm 
I'm looking for alignment in the client coach relationship. And, and those of us who are secure in, in our own abilities as a coach, we understand that you choose us and we choose you as well. And it, it becomes a, a partnership. And that's why there's a coaching community. So I know clients that, you know what, I'm not right for you, but Jamar is. And, and, and it's about listening to the story that people are telling and not the one that they want you to hear, but it's the one that's actually coming out of them. And I believe um, for you being on that side of legacy and transition, there's a story, there's an underlying story. People will lead with the top level service level story, but I believe you're digging into, okay, what's the real why? Right. Why, why are we really having this conversation? Where, where are you stuck? Right. Yeah. And, and, and for me, I want to know, and I want people to know, like, what excites you about coaching? Possibility. The, the transformation that happens when people start believing in themselves and take that dream that they swore was really silly and like put it to the side and, and they lead from that space. And I tell my kids all the time, there's, and I, I don't know the name of the artist, but I always use that. It's, you know, the artist that takes pictures of dogs underwater and he has like galleries and everything. If I could imagine that, that kid coming in as a kid telling his dad, I want my profession to be taking pictures of dogs underwater. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of it is you can do that. You can do whatever it is that you think you can as long as you maintain that purpose and that drive and you will find people out there that that will speak yeah. to whether it is dogs underwater pictures of dogs underwater but as a parent taking that one in i have to remember rely like remind myself all the time it's like someone he must have gone to a parent one time probably and said i'm taking pictures of dogs underwater and that will be yeah. my my success yeah what <laughs> and and but here to, to the, your earlier points, it's once people find mm -hmm. what they're engaged with and why, like the foundation of happiness for them and joy for them, and yeah. they really lead their lives from that place, um, it'll always be present. Like, you won't have to add, oh, why are you so sad? Why are you? No, I'll be like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just living what I believe to be purpose for me. And, 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 pa and passion comes with it. Um, when you're where you believe you're supposed to be. Um, and and I'm, I'm that guy. If I wake up tomorrow and I don't get paid for it, as long as I know I'm doing purposeful work, yeah. the money will find me. It, it'll find me. The clients, like you said, the clients will find me. They'll, they'll find us um, when we believe we're doing purposeful work. And so I want people to know how to find you, Jamar. How do people find you? Uh, I have a website. Is unboundcoach.com. Okay. Um, right. I don't believe in coaching within the limitations of what people prescribe or society says we need to do. So we're going to step out of the box Good. and find a way of doing things your way, the way that they want to do it and how that aligns with the client. Um, that's unboundcoach.com. That's good, good, good. Are you on social media at all? I am not as of yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, oh, good. Well, we gonna we gonna make sure we get you on social media, yeah. so we can get you out there and start start uh, launching all of these on uh, 
in LinkedIn and Instagram and everything else because I want to make sure that people are finding their way to you uh, so that you. you can partner with them for success. And so I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for holding thank this yeah. uh, day down for us to share and for uh, the world to be introduced to you uh, through my platform. So thank you very much. And we this will not be our last podcast together. Thank so you. I will talk to you soon. All right. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. And remember, actions over ideas always win. Be on the lookout for more episodes coming soon.